0: with Justin, Chris, and LaShawn. This is a podcast about cinematic oddities, where we discuss any media that is too bizarre, abnormal, or off-kilter for contemporary audiences. Occasionally, these projects gel, but most times they crash hard into the realm of obscurity. Join us as we delve into the cult classics swamp. I'm Justin.
1: I'm Chris. And I'm LaShawn. And I understand you're afraid, but you don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be afraid to love. And this is the part I lean in for a kiss. So on today's episode, we've got a special one. First of all, I want to give a special shout out to Nikki. I thought I was one of the biggest fans of this podcast, but it turns out there is a bigger fan. And not only is she one of the biggest fans, she's got seven emails showing that she absolutely loves Urban Legend. So what is Urban Legend? Well, you know, we're going to talk all about that today. So before I get any further, once again, special happy birthday and you guys can join me in a celebratory are we gonna sing do you guys want to sing uh ha, no happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you
2: oh next
0: or chris is having it
2: oh yeah i don't do that for family so well you were oh, dancing i man. saw it
1: you know we you know i saw the
0: dance man we almost <laughs> we almost got him it was, it was a good try
1: <laughs> so
2: happy birthday yeah happy birthday nicole we have a fascinating uh list of emails she sent starting all the way back in let's see here july 12th uh 2021 is that the oldest one yeah so you Mm -hmm. know she's been she's been asking for cinemodities to take a look at urban legend from 1998 for quite a while seven emails over a couple years so i think all that effort really um needs to need some payoff and and uh and we're going to fulfill her request exactly as she asked for it and talk about urban legend so so i guess we need to start off with uh with context right so so maybe we should um each take a turn and sort of go through this and talk about our first experience uh with this movie I'll, i'll go first and uh quite honestly this was never on my radar until incredibly recently i think last october i was just binging through like every garbagey slasher that i could possibly find on the internet i was paying for them it's crazy a crazy concept i was renting them on xbox um and you know this uh this i I saw this it was weird to see uh i i fired it up watched it with the girlfriend i found it very forgettable it was weird to see um (laughs) Uh, Mr. Jared Leto looking very similar from like some 25 years ago that was kind of strange um but you know he was sort of unremarkable as usual in my opinion there's some fun cameos that are sort of highlights of the genre you know you got you got Brad Dourif early on and Robert England in there and Brad Dourif's like an actual like crazy actor so like it's just fun seeing him in anything and like he 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 really sort of brings a cameo to life in this story, which with uh, his running out and screaming about someone being in the backseat of the car, it's not a throwaway cameo. Like he seems like a, he, he seems like he belongs in the environment, but you know, I, I saw this late. I think it's one of those things where for there to be fanatics about it from a con uh, from, in a long-term fan type of perspective. I think you had to be there when it came out and you had to be sort of invested mm. in this type of genre And in the uh, late 90s, because I certainly missed it at the time and uh, it, it didn't really stick with me. I knew I'd seen it in the last year and I really had to refresh my
1: information for this episode. How about you guys? First of all, I want to say that there are 21 pleases in those emails. So with that being said, I am going to say that this is actually a very pleasant movie. In a very weird way. And I actually have zero experience or interactions other than like when I was in high school. I think this came out. No, I was definitely not in high school. What was this, 98? Yep. Oh, no. I am totally wrong. <laughs> I should have just turned 30. It was my birthday this month, too. But I would well, say happy that.
0: birthday to you, too.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But I'm not going to steal the spotlight. And uh, what's it called? When I was in. I saw this when I was in middle school, I want to say, for the first time. And we went on a camping trip and everyone was talking about like Bloody Mary and urban legends and all sorts of slasher content, because I guess maybe in like the mid 2000s, that might have been like the peak for all of this. So everyone was watching like all the 90s throwbacks. And I guess that's the first time I heard about it. And I was always afraid to do the Bloody Mary thing. And, you know, but for the most part, I really didn't care much for these movies once I turned like. 18 i was like nothing scares me anymore i'm i'm, I'm my soul is gone and this kind of made me it made me laugh i had a good time i enjoyed it was there
0: hype around this movie when it came out
1: that's a good question i don't i don't
2: think i don't think i'm even old enough to remember if there was hype <laughs> around this movie when it came out i, would I think never i never heard of it yeah i mean i i mean I. it's it's kind of exists because scream exists right i think that's sort of obvious and it's as it's not scream has like a veneer of of uh, intellectual quality to it that this does not have in my opinion um and it's just sort of you know it's sort of a it, it it's trying to ride on those tailcoats and provide some more content but i mean it's it, it is very much like up that alley formulaically you know it's an ensemble cast of like of the young actors of the day from various TV shows and other films all getting killed together. That's just what you, that's just what you did in those days, you know? <laughs> and I mean, it, it like, it, it, it is a bit of a guilty pleasure sort of seeing like Tara Reed, for example, like still, like still being somewhat normal and like, and, and uh, she, she sounds she sounds precious as she runs for her life. There's just something very derpy about her screams (laughs) and you know, like the the chase screams. Yeah. I mean the chase through the college where she was doing the radio show, that's, you know, that is, that is, that's some fun stuff. So like it does have its, uh, it's, uh, enjoyable moments, but, um, do we, so what, who else, who else hasn't given their context yet? Yeah.
0: So let me, let me give my two cents on this one here. Okay. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Now, okay, my longtime fans on the show, you know who you are, okay? You know I'm not a big movie buff like the rest of these guys over here, okay? I fall asleep when I watch a movie, all right? Ten times out of ten. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, great movie, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, how do you have the attention span? I just – I'm one of those people, you know? So when I was geared up for this, I was expecting – massive snoozer you know and it hit me right out the gate um i thought the opening scene was great it hooked me and i was expecting after that the pace to drop off hard i was like okay good opening scene it's gonna drop off but every time i expected the pacing to stop they were like we're either gonna kill someone we're gonna introduce a new suspect they figured out something to make sure the pace was consistent and to keep me awake, hey, that's a thumbs up. So, Justin,
2: um, so Justin, are you saying you saw it for the first time for this recording?
0: Yes, actually. I saw it for the first time last night. I'd never even heard of it um, until Nicole's emails. You know, shout out, Nikki. And so, yeah, here I am. Uh, yeah. An expert, and I'm all about
2: it. Little little does everyone know, it's really Justin who's been reading and answering all those emails for years. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why that is, but um, but we're gonna we're pulling back the curtain a little bit. Um, it should takes, we read them? Well, you, yeah, maybe we'll read a few of them. People don't realize that like Cinemodity sounds like it's not not a lot of production value or work goes into it. But there's really about thirty five of us it takes to keep this thing going, <laughs> and like it's a lot of paperwork and releases need to be signed and. A lot of like there's so much paperwork, really, because those guys say something every every week that really needs looked over by lawyer. So let's go. uh, Let's go to um, Nicole's first email. This is we'll just go through these real quick and you guys can alternate. I'll read the first one here. And uh, yeah, in July 12th, 2001, she says, have you seen the movie Urban Legend from 1998? That's the entirety of the email. I'm sure uh, Justin probably replied to her <laughs> that uh, that that no he hasn't seen it but he'll that he'll check it out because that's what good podcast hosts do they offer to respect listeners' suggestions and see if there's any merit to them
1: and, and then I'm a good
2: podcaster yeah exactly and then and then on uh, September 20th 2021 we have a, the second email which is please, please 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 tell me you have seen the movie. 1998 urban legend we got the year before the title which is that's fancy so so who wants to take email number three give us the dates
0: yeah email number three october 10 2021 it's your choice if you want to do the man in the iron mask or urban legend for my birthday for next year on may 18th i told you i i told you i will love urban legend Nikki. i mean hey Nikki loves Urban Legend, so we're doing Urban Legend. Email number four, November 6, 2021. Did you finally see the movie Urban Legend? How did you like I Love That Movie? Because Michael Rosenbaum was in it before he did Lex Luthor in Smallville. Did you know that you could do either Urban Legend or The Man in the Iron Mask for my birthday next year? Please, happy early Thanksgiving, Nicole. And, oh man, the inspiration to do Urban Legend is strong.
2: Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder. We don't have it. You know, for the the records have been lost to time exactly how it was that Justin responded to these emails to for her to still be asking consecutively for us to to watch the mo- the movie and review it each time. But um but yeah, wh- who else wants who wants to take
1: number 5? Or do we just do that?
0: We're up to 5.
1: Okay, who's going to read 5? So email number 5 came in on December 6, 2021. Don't ask me what I was doing then. But it says, did you like 1998 Urban Legend? I know I did next year in May 18 for my birthday. Either do that movie or something nice for my birthday next year. Happy holidays. Happy holidays as well to you, Nikki. I don't. What holiday was December 6th? I'm terrible with. Oh, Christmas (laughs) time. Well, that's a little generous to call that Christmas time. But, you know, the stores were playing the music already. That's true. Mariah Carey was out and about doing her thing. Did you guys know that Mariah Carey has like a cookie ghost kitchen and it's called Mariah's Cookies and you can get cookies delivered to you? I don't know. I just thought that would be interesting. Are they good? (laughs) I have no idea, but they're like $20 for like a dozen cookies. I was like, no cookies worth that. But anyways, email number six hit us with a please, 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 please. I beg you guys, please. 1998 urban legend for my birthday. And I like this one because I'm glad. That Nikki, through this whole thing, has made sure that we get the 1998 version. Because as I learned today, there are other versions of this movie, just like Scream. Which we'll talk about Scream later, because I got some things on that movie. And then to bring us home, we've got email number seven on January 29th. Oh, no, that's wrong. January 19th, 2022. And that one, as well, says, please, 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 I beg you for my birthday on May 18th. Please, please do 1998, Urban Legend. Please email me back, Nikki. And I think Justin may have missed that one. So I apologize for him not getting back to you on email number six or so. But we want to make sure that we cover everything that we can think of on this movie. And, you know, we've we've got the right people here for this job. So did you guys know that it's also a Canadian-American joint venture? I don't know why it's listed as Canadian slash American. Do you guys know? Really? Yeah. I would, I would, I would tend to guess that um, it, it would,
2: uh, which still goes on today, that um, the government of Ontario and the government of Quebec and British Columbia do offer very gratuitous tax incentives to get American productions over here. So I wouldn't be surprised if it had something to do with that. Um, you know, there's there is a there is a Hallmark movie of the week veneer about it that does tell me it's a half Canadian production. So I I I'm not really
1: surprised by that. And I, I, I don't know, I was doing a little digging. And if you guys are just tuning in and don't know what this movie is about, it's pretty much just a slasher film, as cliche as they can get. And you've got a group of teenagers, I guess they're teenagers, they're on a college campus, and all of a sudden murders start happening. One of the, you know, main, I don't know, you guys are better with the celebrities than I am. Who's the main person? <laughs> Chris, Let's help us out.
2: We got we got we got Alicia Witt, uh, Rebecca Gayhart, and Michael Rosenbaum. They're some of the leads there. Who could forget Jared Leto, who was already, of course, 38 at the time, playing a teenager.
0: Wait, Jared Leto was 38 at the time? Allegedly no. 38.
2: No, he was I mean, he wasn't, but I thought that would be funny. <laughs> but um oh. I all mean, right. you had me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You know he was probably like twenty nine or something, but you know how it is. Play, that's how you. That's how old you are to play a nineteen year old the, uh, back in the day. It was very believable. So, but I mean, can how can one of you guys just, um, just you know, because because uh, watching this <clears throat> has sort of fragmented my mind into insanity a little bit. Just tee up somebody, tee up the basic premise for me here, so I can sort of collectively start to have uh, Vietnam style flashbacks of this viewing experience. <laughs> All right, let me let me take a
0: stab at this one. So the premise of the film is we've got students on a college campus like LaShawn mentioned. And um, it starts off with basically a pretty gruesome murder. And I'm going to detour us immediately right there because we got hit with one of the most incredible themes ever that this movie stuck to start to finish. And I could not be more impressed. That theme Service workers are morally good. Full stop. Okay? That movie, make sure you know. Service workers are goddamn good people, and you should treat them right. You disrespect a service worker, you finna get murdered. You gotta get axed to the head.
2: That's very interesting. That's very interesting. So do you think somebody in marketing was like you know what some very high percentage of the audience are service workers is this is this like when a when a country singer does a song that's like you know what it's real fun to drink beer at the bar and listen to country music is this like some sort of synergistic marketing where they're like no this is this is deeper and and
0: as you'll see everything in this movie is deeper than it appears okay this movie is speaking it's speaking to the viewer okay and it never stops speaking to the viewer and it at every moment it subverts your expectations it does exactly what you're not expecting okay and it sends you a message and they wanted to at the gate let you know don't fuck with service workers okay you treat them with respect i don't care if they stutter I don't care if they look a little creepy all right they're good people <laughs>
2: Yeah, Brad Dourif meant well, you know, and it's good to see him like looking as creepy as ever and uh, caring that someone is being messed with.
0: I and I'll, I'll show you just how this movie keeps speaking too as as we go on here because I I got a little a little more to that, but I, I you know the marketing thing. I think you might have you might have an interesting take there too. Marketing people got a lot of influence these days, but. Um, Essentially, the the introductory character did not trust this service worker, ignored his warnings that he was trying to give, uh, though he was stuttering. Um, And so since he did not portray his message properly, and the movie wanted to mess with the viewer expectations, and the viewer thought most likely that the gas station attendant was probably – the murderer, or something, but in fact, he was warning her that there was someone in her back seat with an axe about to axe her to the head, and that is exactly what happened to the song Turn Around Bright Eye. And oh man, was that such a good song because I mean, there's a guy in her back seat with an axe, she should have turned around.
2: Wow. I you, you know, uh, I that you, that's amazing <laughs> that you say that. It must have flown just right over my head. Beautiful. <laughs> um, you know what uh, one, one of the, one you know, this is this movie's kind of like a tragedy to me in a lot of ways because there's a there's a there's something that, the there's something about the core premise of of a killer going through the the extreme laborious nature of it, you know, theatrically window dressing a murder for people who aren't even there to witness it, you know, the only witness really is the person who's going to die. So it's a lot of work purely for their experiential benefit, you know? And, and I, I love the idea of that. And, and this is some, one of those things where like, it's it like, there's a great core idea there that you could really mess with somebody's, uh, interpretation of the, of the physical world in reality by, um, by simply sort of funneling money into sort of curating an experience. I, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like um, back when they did the, uh, the Carrie remake, I think it was probably like 10 years ago. They, there was movies terrible, but the best thing to come out of that was there was like a viral marketing campaign where they set up this fake cafe. And when people came into it, they would stage this interaction where a guy like knocked a boiling coffee onto this girl's like paperwork while she was writing And she freaks out and like telekinetically throws a bunch of stuff around the cafe and like launches this guy towards the wall and he gets pulled up the side of a bookshelf and it's purely done just so the people in line at the cafe can like have a moment that breaks down reality for them. And it becomes great marketing material for this movie. And there's something really powerful about that. You could convince someone that they're either losing their mind or, uh, or, or the fabric of space-time is just not what they thought it was, there's something really powerful about that. It's sort of pointless when that person's going to die two or three seconds later.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. So you're saying that they built up this whole big moral lesson for this person to learn just to offer three seconds after she learned it.
2: Well, that and the sort of the production value the killer puts into the reenacting the various urban legends—it's a lot of effort for what ends up being a kill.
0: Yeah, that brought me to man. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun on this one, but I'm just going to ask you guys right out the gate: Did you not wonder why the hell is Brenda torturing the passenger and not the driver this whole movie, right? The driver to the car got killed first and the main character who's being tormented throughout the entire film is the passenger who just didn't speak up and sat silently while it all happened.
1: I didn't even think about that.
2: (laughs) You you broke the movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nikki probably didn't think about that either. I'm sorry, Nikki.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. You just, you Talking about you know theatrics, the entire thea- theatrics of the film was for the passenger of the car, just like you're saying. Why not do the theatrics for the goddamn driver? You're tormenting and killing everyone around the passenger. This should have all been for the driver. That person who died in the opening film should not have died. Maybe this this message goes even deeper. If they were just polite to the service worker, then everything would have panned out the way it should have in proper movie form. they would have survived, and the actual driver would have instead been tormented throughout the entire film.
1: Completely agree. I will say that is a good point, but maybe this torture is to teach that person that they shouldn't stand by and just let things be. but they were gonna die anyways. It just you know, you shouldn't stand by and let bad things happen. and you know, she tried to do that even by breaking. A window and smashing glass to save the chick in the pool and that i wish they followed up i want to know what the school did about her smashing that window
0: (laughs) i I know i i was expecting like so much more of a trauma response and like way more consequence like when she saw her roommate dead in the bed like that would fuck (laughs) somebody up could you imagine like i'd be incredibly traumatized and you know, they they just kept going.
1: You would th- What did you guys <laughs> Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say you would think that you would be traumatized, but the uh, the security guard or police officer in like interrogating was more worried about this roommate's sex life than anything else, and it just it just kept getting worse <laughs> and worse. And I was like, how did you not grasp that she just did heard weird noises and didn't want to look over the corner?
2: Like, how? I-, I was gonna say, like, how did you guys feel about the sort of? Uh, the the professional infrastructure of the college like you know it seemed like three people were basically running the whole place and there was like one security guard played by Loretta Devine who I've found to be one of the most funniest and interesting characters just because it's like she was the only one who was like kind of conscious that there was something horribly wrong going on the other, like the people who have, with who had, who had actual power in the university were just all insane yeah it was yeah the dean the security guard
0: oh, the security guard was such a good character
2: yeah you know she she went on to do, uh, to do a like um a lot of uh much more popular shows that i haven't seen but that i've been uh indirectly exposed to like Grey's anatomy which apparently people like um mm-hmm. but uh yeah i don't know i think it, it, for me there's just a lot of s- stuff that's sort of like I think the sort of unrealistic way the the college was portrayed sort of took me out of it um mm. Justin you were saying you you watched you watched it for the first time did the sort of uh the anniversary of the massacre in in that one auditorium from the 70s did that get you at all were you ever thinking that Robert England uh Freddy Krueger himself was the killer did or did you think that was too obvious did it get you at all
0: the professor? Did I think the professor was the killer, you mean? They professor did. Professor Wexler? Yeah, they
2: did sort of imply that he was the only survivor of this massacre, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this movie was a roller coaster and kept me guessing about who the killer was a lot. Um, it was very clear to me that this was. So my expectations going in was this was going to be like just a standard film. You know, they're going to give you some red herrings. Um, like the the guy mopping he was a he was a red herring that you were supposed to suspect but do you know why i knew he wasn't the killer because he's a service worker (laughs) do you know how i knew jared leto wasn't the killer because journalists are service workers
2: i knew i knew robert england wasn't the killer because they wouldn't make freddy krueger the killer you know i was just like they were seeing it so, up like does he play freddy krueger yeah is that he's, what you were getting at with that yeah he's freddy krueger oh. for, for like for like 10 movies or, yeah and he that's oh. why they, that's why him and brad duriff are in the movie because brad duriff is chucky you know like they're 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 lining up s- some of their 80s horror icons
0: i knew there were famous people i just didn't know why i didn't i didn't get the references
2: well, you you could be forgiven for for not realizing that Brad Dourif is Chucky because he only really appears in the first movie from like eighty one, and then he's just doing voice work after that. Uh, to this day, on on a series that's being filmed in Canada due to government tax credits.
0: Well, so are you saying that? So, like, Scream is very upfront about their the films they're parodying. You know, like we're doing signs, we're doing whatever. You know, I'm gonna botch any reference to. Scream. You mean
2: scary? You mean scary movie? Not scary. Scream. Yeah, mm,
0: right. I could oh. see why you're confused. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm so rusty on like my early 2000s horror stuff. So you're gonna have to help me out. Um, but I guess my whole point's completely
2: well, mute. Well, uh, well, well <laughs> scary, scary movie. Scary movie has sort of su- superseded Scream in terms of cultural relevance, anyways. Like it, it sort of came from it. But now it's like more known and more referenced than the original source material, as you have just proven.
0: Right, right. But this was being a lot more subtle in its referencing.
2: Well, I mean, they're they're glorified. They're cameos, right? I mean, Robert England had a little more to do. There's something sort of like R- Richard Feynman-ish about the way he wants to dem- demonstrate the... Uh, I mean, of course, anyone who actually is into science would be mad that a sort of philosophy teacher is being compared to a science professor, but that's neither here here nor there. He, it's cool how he wants to sort of demonstrate the urban legend uh, by, by getting the kid to eat the Pop Rocks and soda or whatever it was. I've never I've never heard that in my life, but I guess <laughs> kids had less to do in the in the 80s, so writers in the late 90s were putting stuff like that into these movies. Uh, Had Mm -hmm. like, have you guys? Did you like? Are we all sort of too late to be sort of part of the the uh, the school uh, sort of (laughs) urban led? Like, I feel like kids don't tell these kind of stories anymore in schools. Like, you don't like Bloody Mary and stuff. Like, is Mm -hmm. that? I feel like that's a it's a pre pre social media activity almost. You know what I mean?
0: So what what urban legends? Actually, do you think that's a kind of like a consequence of the internet age? So if you tell me you drink Pop Rocks and Coca-Cola and you're going to die, I'm going to google it and I'm going to get urban urban legend and I'm going to get the history of it. You in get two metabunk. Seconds. Yeah. Right. And so, so these days people have google at their fingertips, so maybe they're not as, you know,
2: yeah, it's literally like a caveman times phenomenon that we're not susceptible to anymore. <laughs>
0: we cavemen well no
2: these guys were though this is this this is the crazy thing like when i see even pictures and movies from the early 2000s like you see forget that like the like 2001 is like really all right so i so basically basically yeah i don't i don't think we that kids dang kids these days have this phenomenon anymore like i barely remember like, I, I'm, I, I don't know, I think I'm a, t- a little bit older than you guys just by a couple years, and, like, I barely remember hearing about stuff like Bloody Mary and that, like, pre-internet, like, 90, not even pre-internet, but, like, enough where, as a kid, I wasn't entitled to use the internet in, like, 1997 or something like that, you know what I mean? You had to have, like, a reason to use the internet when you were a kid in 1997, you weren't just yeah. looking at Reddit, you know? There were yeah. chat
0: rooms.
1: Yeah. And what I think is, I think a lot of it's still going on though. Like there's still Slenderman and there's all, I feel like there's so many variations of the boogeyman and all those things still exist. Like even that tooth fairy movie was, is basically another twist on the boogeyman. So I think for the most part, like a lot of those urban legends just change names and depending on where you, you know, some people down in the South might call Slenderman, you know, something else like Bigfoot. I don't know, but you know, I feel like all these names of all these mystical creatures and horror stories or, you know, um, what's the one from SpongeBob, the hash slinging slasher, that guy, <laughs> you know, there's all different kinds of slashers out there. So I feel like they just take on different names and shapes. He's called the hash slinger, hash slinging slasher, wow. something that's like interesting. That. <laughs> my fa-
2: Yeah. Not a, my favorite SpongeBob character is Mermaid Man. OK, but carrying on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, because he's Ernest Borgnine somehow was still alive to appear on SpongeBob but anyways um uh you know I th- but I hear's th- like for me it's kind of like you, you when you watch something like this you realize how much closer 19 19- 98 was to being like literally like the 70s or the 80s compared to what today is like like they're the average the technology is closer to the 70s than what we have now in this movie like the the, there's like the dial-up internet and then getting into the argument over it's my phone line too yeah like like the reliance on telephone communications like this was an era where like you you actually had to run and tell somebody you were in trouble still like you had to physically (laughs) perambulate over to a, a a a place and tell them that you're being chased. You know, now they have to find excuses or make a period piece to get cell phones out of the character's hands. So this is like
0: Oh my God. You know,
2: it's it's uh it's it's like I feel like I respect like you're talking about like Slender Man and stuff. Like I don't know I know that's a movie. I don't know if kids actually believe in it these days. I feel like I would respect a kid less for believing in stuff like that. Today than I would like an '80s kid. I give an '80s kid more of a pass because like an '80s kid had no idea what the real world was all about. Like they couldn't just look up anything in two seconds. Like they believe whatever you told them. You know what I mean? Like there was Mm -hmm. no fact checking involved whatsoever. Now you can check anything, but yeah, yeah, you had had to you had to go, you had to walk and find a book to fact check something, and that book was written by like an ancient man like 30 years earlier, so he might not have (laughs) even like known his stuff. So like. Yeah, yeah, you make
0: yeah. it sound like information was just so unreliable before like 2010, like all sources of information were just super suspect. And then we nailed it down once like Google came about. Well, well,
2: you know, try like base your next operation off a medical textbook from 1973. You know, it's a roll of the dice, man. They didn't really have it figured out. Like it gets better with time. And sharing information, right? So, like, it's just you know what I mean. That's like, deep. I, I feel like, I did, I'm all that to say. Like, if a kid believes in urban legends now, it's like they, Jimmy, must not know how to use the internet very well.
1: <laughs> See, but like at the same time, technology is so advanced now that nobody trusts anything because of Photoshop and CGI and all different things. So, what's worse than believing somebody's in the woods slashing people, which is very realistic and happens every day? Or them being like, there are aliens out there. Elon's going to bring them to us. And, like, you know, all these things and whatnot going on. Like, I feel like I would respect the kid who believes Slender Man exists because, you know, there's no pictures, the evidence we have versus. Kids nowadays, they're like, oh, aliens.
2: Well, LaShawn, there is pictures of the aliens and they are here. And we can go over that another (laughs) time. And I can walk you through the the, the very practical reasons why we do have videos that are not photoshopped of the aliens and they are here. But that's not the subject of this conversation.
0: (laughs) Well, before we get too far from the movie, then, yeah, I think that's a good point. And another really big theme in the movie, LaShawn, of what should we believe, right? Because that's the whole point of urban legends. Should you buy it? Should you not buy it? But they take it another step further when the cops are like, if a girl's dead in her bed with her wrist slit, should I believe her roommate who says she just heard her dying or should I think she's just bipolar and offed herself? Like, I think subtly this movie is touching on some like really serious subjects i mean the me too topic is left and right you know hey don't go walking up behind chicks cuz you're going to jump scare them the amount of people behind people in this movie was was awesome i actually wish i counted how many times someone turned around and there was someone just like right behind them
2: yeah i play yeah. I, I oh yeah i did i did the, i ran the experiment of watching the the, uh, the um the siskel and ebert review of this movie but but before uh before checking it out because uh, you still back in 98 you still had the dynamic duo in its original form and siskel was tr- triggered by the amount of blood and gore in this movie and i it, i find it to be very tame uh, by yeah. today's standards but it was just interesting to me he's like listen you really need to watch out for that you know don't bring if you if it's if that sort of stuff makes you sick you, you're not gonna like this one it's v- very graphic and uh, you know i um I thought, yeah, like it's just—I I had the exact opposite reaction watching it and with a m- modern context. I don't know about you guys.
1: You guys are missing the best advice, though.
0: <laughs> you thought it was uh, out of touch.
2: I thought it was. Uh, I thought. I, I thought the amount, the, the graphic nature of the violence was fairly tame in this film, by modern standards, anyway.
0: Okay. I feel that.
1: I don't know if the ratings have changed, but I—I don't know what strangling and like implied slashing gets you i i don't know is this a pg-13 or is this an r
0: what? that's a good question let me google this
1: all is i know somebody... is uh tara reed gave me the best advice make sure you get away from the volcano before it erupts <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't I know what she's is... talking about but
2: i think this is going to be an r just for subject matter that's my guess yeah it's r yeah so like, it's not even the nature of the violence. It's the fact that people have some real conversations in this movie and you can't have a real conversation and not, and be get a PG 13, even in modern times. So that's what happens, you know, mm. but, uh, they got some of the talk in here gets a little too real about people's personal lives and you can't have the PG 13 with that, but you can, you know, you can have all the killing you want. I see. Yeah.
0: Well, should we continue with the synopsis?
2: yeah where do you want to pick up
0: <laughs> i think we got through the opening scene
1: yeah you, well, that's <laughs> well i mean, mean i don't know
2: like i don't know if you guys made a list of like all all the hit the uh urban legend references and sort of the reference kills but uh, like i just don't i find i didn't have a very personal connection to like any of the sort of stories they were referencing like do you guys like did you guys is there a kill in this movie that sort of was evocative of something you actually heard as a kid?
0: the car one with the headlights growing up in new york i heard that i would get shot if i i literally heard that and i'm still not sure if it's true or not yeah i don't think that's an
1: urban legend that's i'm pretty sure that's a confirmed confirmed like thing as a gang initiation for real
0: you're not gonna find me flashing my lights at someone
2: (laughs) so but but i mean did they tell you what 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 signal were you, you were you would be theoretically sending by flashing the lights like what is that like what is the
1: intended it's just a random kill for like at the gang member it means pretty much nothing who's the first idiot to flash their lights at you go get them yeah
0: kill the first good samaritan you cross
2: okay but as the light flasher what am i trying to say
0: your headlights out yeah so I'm driving with, a, I intentionally bust one of my headlights, waiting for someone to signal to me that I'm missing a headlight of, hey, you should go get your headlight checked. Are and you then sure when it? you signal oh, okay. to me, I murder you.
2: Well, I mean, it's what's more likely is that this gang member has decided not, as a poor citizen, they have decided not to repair their headlight. It probably broke of natural causes and they're just neglecting their vehicle maintenance. And they don't like being called out on that. So they might kill you if you flash your lights at them.
0: In do they have gangs in Canada?
2: I think we have the same the same too, but they're like the light version. They're like they're like okay. not. They, yeah, they don't they don't get quite as extreme.
0: Okay, because I yeah, you mean the Bloods and the Crips? I'm assuming. <laughs> so, I straight up think that it's just a gang initiation thing, and they're they're murdering people. Because gangs murder people. But that's that's been my New York impression from the headlight thing. Yeah, honestly.
2: well, no, I mean, that's fair. But, I mean, it's probably also that just, like, they don't like to be reminded of their poor vehicle maintenance, you know. So are you
0: saying that the urban legend is a misunderstanding?
2: I think that when you call somebody out on the fact that they haven't spent a couple hundred bucks to get their lights repaired, they sort of view it as a personal attack.
0: Wait, so you think people are just out there murdering because they're upset people flash their lights at them and other people are just like, oh my god, it must be a gang member?
2: Let me no, no, it's still it is a gang member, but they just okay. they take particular offense to being called out on their poor vehicle maintenance.
0: So you don't think <laughs> gang initiations are a thing? Have you heard Dance with the Devil by Immortal Technique?
2: That's about a contemporary release with this film, right? 1998 or so. I can't recall it.
0: Mm. I was wondering if you think that's true or not, but
2: no, I don't, I don't know that one. Is that All an right. urban legend?
0: Yeah, s- sort of.
2: <laughs> it's are a you gonna, story. Are you gonna, what's, are you going to, are you going to do game? Let's have the three sentence version of the story.
0: Um, The three sentence version of the story is a guy's going through a gang initiation and the initiation is to rape and murder someone. And it ended up being their mother. I was just trying to gauge your experiences with gang initiation stories in the media. It sounds like you haven't.
2: No, it's not a favorite subject area of mine. It, yeah. Shockingly, yeah. Okay. No, but you, but that got that got pretty real, and um, I do believe that's a real thing <laughs> because society okay. is, you know, society is mostly, you know, like what are we mean? Seventy percent of it is basically like cancerous nonsense, right? So, like, I do believe that something like that could happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty wild. That was the only
0: one that I was like, I think that's actually true. Like, I'm still convinced that that's
2: true. Yeah, just because people are so unhinged, like, why wouldn't they kill you just for doing that? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> totally, totally plausible. I don't know. I, I, per, so, like, I'm not sure that a specific urban legend is being referenced with with uh, Tara Reid's death. It's it might be my favorite part of the movie just because. Um, you have this like dork who's like listening to her on the radio while she's being killed saying that it's like uh like in some sort of interpretive uh like theater or something that it's the the anniversary of the murders is is that night or the massacre that happened on the college something like 30 years ago is the same night and like this guy's like they hear screaming on the radio and and uh this this guy at a party is like no you know that she's just uh, being artistic that's it, it's she's really great at acting while she's running around with this headset on while the the killer's chasing her inside the college, um you know there's just that's just another like it's, it's it's just so of its time you know like she's literally broadcasting like a local college radio station it's it's like it just it's like I don't even know what to compare it to it just feels so. so antiquated the fact that what she's projecting out there has a geographical range of a relatively small capacity (laughs) it's just like it's the most quaint thing ever it's amazing it's if you realize how how Ancient, this stuff really is. Of course, her headset would never have the range depicted in the film. She's sort of running all over the place. That 1988 headset's not getting 50 feet through cement tiles and all that. But, um, you know, I I don't think a specific uh, kill is being referenced there. Am I just being ignorant, guys? What do you think? I I don't think it's urban legend.
1: I thought it was just a cliche, you know, slasher scene. I didn't know if there was anything deeper to it.
0: Yeah, I, I I got no nothing on that. No urban legends.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean, I really um, I,
2: like I think the the uh, one of the big standouts for rewatching this for me was like, like Tara Reid like used to be sort of awesome like prior to like Sharknado forty seven and all that you know like it's, she like she had like there was she had something like compelling about her like like delivery and like it was just sort of it like I don't know it, like she. She's sort of become a meme and it's a shame because like it, it it could have gone another way, you know.
0: Poor Tara Reed. No, but what, what about some of the other urban legends? Should we list them off? We had the uh, pop rocks and soda makes your intestines burst. The headlights. Have you guys ever heard of someone hanging from a tree and you go in reverse and then they fall through your windshield dead? After you've already killed them, urban that's legend. What,
2: that's what I'm saying. Like some of this stuff requires so so much. Like you'd have to be like a like a real theater person to be able to set up some of this stuff. You know, like there's cables, right. there's there's counterweights, there's all <laughs> yeah. kind of, You know, like it's just a lot of like you really start to. Um, uh, I we I know we like I suppose like are we we're disregarding spoilers for a movie that's nearly. 30 years old okay guys like i don't know what how old is this 25 years old something like that it's yeah it, you, you know it, it, it's brenda ends up being the killer right she's and, and 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 you know you they couldn't have had her in this costume the whole time because it would have probably been a giveaway i think on average when you see this killer with the the snow jacket on they're probably about a foot taller than brenda actually is most of the times they appear right but, yeah so that but i mean that would have, that would have just given it away too early but you know you do start to wonder um how she sort of was able to handle the physicality of setting up some of these very elaborate dennis the menace style pranks for these kills um
0: disposing of the bodies effic- efficiently and effectively come on
2: yeah yeah and just you know she's just she just loves her urban legend so very much she's a real student of culture you know um but but i, I guess um the, the tree like i like the maybe it's um like a mandela effect type thing but like i feel like the you know the the the, the thing with the tree is like it's evocative of something to me maybe it's another like maybe it's like an 80s horror movie where, that it's sort of trying to emulate the tone of like it feels very powerfully like a reference to something but i can't quite put my finger on it
0: okay Lashawn, you got anything on this one was that ringing any bells or you just like okay let's go
1: no honestly this movie i really don't have much on and it wasn't it just reminded me so much of scream and like all these other movies that at this point i'm like anything that you could say about this one's been said it's it's just a cliche slasher. <laughs> it's
2: it's almost like you know it's it's what I just heard was that it's when you order Scream from Wish.
1: <laughs> That's what <laughs> I feel like.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And I
1: mean, we do have like an Officer Doofy or whatever that guy's name is from Scream. Like everything is it's it's all pretty much the same. Although they didn't have Tara Reed. I I'm. 90s Tara Reid is a whole nother special thing. Yeah. But (laughs) I mean,
2: for sure. But, but, and I mean, I, I make fun of it now. I say it's not good. But, like, I, but you know, like, I would give a lot to be able to, like, have this be the sort of, flavor of the month in the entertainment industry again like honestly it's fun we yeah like you know we've fallen so far like literally nothing is good anymore as you guys all know and like this is like at least remotely entertaining you know like I, i would if if there was something like this if there was a couple of these a year i would get out to theaters for them uh because you could you know you get to see uh the sort of the the uh the Popular sort of TV and smaller movie actors of the day all get murdered, and that's that's <laughs> always fun. I I I, f- I feel like it's sort of the version like we get a sanitized version of this type of movie now. You know, we get the PG thirteen, nothing too edgy. People get killed, sort of, and you get the scenario, but you don't actually see much. And it's just the realness of the character interactions seems, especially what's sort of been sanitized in these movies lately like like they don't say anything that makes me that makes me think they're real honest, stupid people, you know like like that's what I, that's what they're missing these days and like I make fun of it but i would I would love some modern versions of these where they sort of hit the same peaks and valleys in terms of the subject matter.
0: I thought this was a huge breath of fresh air like I've been saying earlier. I don't know. I haven't been watching a whole lot of movies recently and haven't been blown away by too many recent movies, um, and so just going back in time a little bit, changing it up, changing the style, changing the feel. This one kept kept me engaged, you know. And yeah, it was stupid, but it was stupid in an endearing way.
2: Yeah, like, I do. It was, re-
0: it was fun to point out how stupid it was, and I enjoyed the experience.
2: Yeah, I do. I do remember when I first watched it for the first time last year. Like, I like. I, I thought I'd figured it out like three or four times yeah was I, was I impressed with the final result not particularly but the experience <laughs> in the middle there of of the two or three times where I thought I'd figured it out and I got proven wrong that was in that was enjoyable and I can't yes I can't re- really put my finger on something that has sort of actually like don't get me wrong like I didn't like where it ended up and I found it unbelievable but there mm. but it's but it's like it's that moment in the middle there where it keeps you guessing and you realize you, you you thought, you know, you thought you figured it out 10 minutes ahead of when you were supposed to, but it turned out to be wrong. There's something enjoyable and engaging about that that I I haven't, you know, I I I get it from a very small percentage of of films.
0: Yeah, that was one of the things I really liked about it too is I expected like and I was actually watching this with my brother and we were literally talking the entire time. And I was watching it with my girlfriend too. And, um, but we were talking like about the movie and trying to guess it. And we were figuring as soon as they started suspecting professor Wexler, that it was about to be like 50 minutes of searching for him. And then a red herring that they make you think it's the janitor. And then they give you the real killer. And we were just ready for like, all right, here comes the last 45 minutes of the film. And they, they, they got rid of Wexler. And then they went through like the Dean and they even made you think it was the security guard for a second. They make you think it's Jared Leto. They just every single person. And they, they do it intentionally and knowingly. Where they say, "Hey, they make you think it's that person, and then they'll kill them in like three minutes later." And they're fucking with the viewer. I thought that was great. That was very impressive. Like by a that. game
1: of Clue to me.
0: Yeah, Clue's a classic <laughs> mystery movie.
2: Well, Sean's like, I would never play Clue.
1: I would never See, I feel like Jaws movie? is a better like murderer, and even like I've, <laughs> I've watched like conda <laughs> and whatnot, and I feel like. I, even though I know who did it, I know it was the shark. This this movie just doesn't keep me engaged like those movies. Well,
2: did. J- all, okay. Jaws, Jaws Jaws also ca- came in way under budget on all of his kills. You know what I mean? Like he didn't have to set up pulleys or levers or or, or strange scenarios or rent cars or anything. He just ate them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> tomato, what, tomato.
0: <laughs> what else we got on Urban Legends? What what other ones were there? There was the, um, yeah, so there's the moment where the guy throwing the house party, whose name I forget, gets warned by Jared Leto, and this is on the anniversary of the massacre, that there's a killer on the loose. And the person throwing the house party like, shames Jared Leto, kicks him out of the party, everyone laughs at him, and then all of a sudden gets a phone call from inside his house. And it's from Donald? Go with Donald, who died earlier in the film. Okay? And now Donald is already dead, but the person answering the phone thinks that he's still alive and pretending to be dead and pulling another prank. Because Donald's a known prankster. JK, he's not. But hey, this guy thinks he is. Right? So he's going, okay, I know. This is the urban legend where you're calling me from inside my house. And then I come find you and then you kill me. Because, right, we have phone lines now. This is 98. So what do you do in 98? You go to all the locations in your house where there's a landline to see where Donald's pranking you from. And then over the phone line, the killer goes,
1: Wrong urban legend,
0: fucker. This is really the one where the dogs, the old lady forgets her dog in the microwave. And then the guy goes to his microwave and it's like reality hits, you know? He can no longer deny that something fucked up's going on. Because no homie's going to play a prank and microwave and blow up your fucking dog.
2: And, and, you know, it is not, in fact, an urban legend that putting your dog in the microwave will explode it. That will occur. Do not do that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that one. The urban legend is an old lady accidentally made the mistake. I think maybe she probably tried to dry her should. dog. <laughs> oh, she's trying to dry her dog. Okay. God. Have you all heard of that urban legend?
2: Yeah. You know, it's funny you bring that up because that must have been from a time... Like a hundred years ago when microwaves were new. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So like really dark subject. Have you guys ever heard before independent of this movie, people talk about microwaving animals? Just a topic from the movie, right? Putting animal like it's a fucked up thing. Have y'all ever heard of it? Like a live
2: well. Like someone- you, I I mean, I think, you know, culturally, we all some at some point we all learn that uh you know there's a, there's a list of things you never put in a microwave you know from silver, tin foil yeah silverware you know uh you know animals are on there for sure and uh there is you know there's this whole sort of um there's like a cultural meme that like cruelty to animals is a predictor of uh far worse mm-hmm. behavior in human beings right so like i feel like you're always mm-hmm. like as a kid you're you're almost like trained to know if a guy's messing with his dog, just stay away from that guy, because like he's yeah. probably got somebody chained up in his basement. You know what I mean? Some, something like that. So uh yeah. yeah so I but I don't okay. I can't say I've actually heard of an a, a a lady who is not familiar with the fact that microwaves cause extreme vibration and water molecules and put her dog in the microwave.
1: Mm-hmm. I've never heard that one. Oh, is that the volcano that Tara Reed was talking about? <laughs> oh
0: my god. It's not visible to the human eye, so
1: no,
2: but you know, you, you know, if there's not if there's not water in something, it's it might be safe to put in the microwave. But there's a few exceptions to that, even. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I did hear of I had a fucked up friend in middle school who like told me about some shit he found on the internet. You know, on uh, what was it like the Anarchist Cookbook or some shit? And it was like a detailed explanation of what happens when you microwave a cat. And this kid was just telling me about it. So. That's as close as I got in my childhood to this urban legend, but it wasn't really an urban legend as much as, you know, just some fucked up internet shit.
2: Yeah. Wow. What another ancient thing. Like I remember kids being like, it was like a, it was like a cultural meme that like downloading the anarchist cookbook will get the police at your door. Like you'll get suspended or something like that.
0: Yeah. It was like every other thing you do on the internet is going to get you arrested for life yeah and you're like a a 14 year old
2: yeah you know it's like uh it's like when some hosts of this uh show get emails from their internet service provider back in 1998 that that their their son is pirating films or something like that and they better knock it off or their 20th century fox is going to come calling
0: yeah i got a whole spiel i got on the end of the movie if you guys are ready to to go to the end i'm ready Okay let me yeah, let me just go jump into my piece then. We'll hit that because uh, if you guys would humor me with this, I put some I put some real work, okay? All right, <clears throat> so uh, going I want to tie this up a little bit and and kind of give like an overarching like opinion because this movie, I'll be honest, this movie moved me, okay this movie this movie tied together a conspiracy a theory that i've been creating for probably about a decade and it all clicked last night now it was very clear to me when nikki was saying watch urban legend watch urban legend that th- this isn't just a movie okay all right we've been Im- you know implored to watch this for a reason so i'm f- watching it wondering What's going on? And it was very apparent to me right as we heard Turnaround Bright Eye that this was a prophetic movie. Okay? And I'll tell you the first numerology sign that I saw that made this very clear. The gas price in the movie in the opening scene, okay? It was a dollar fourteen. Do you know what gas just hit this year? Four dollars and eleven cents. Around the block for me, it's four dollars and eleven cents. That is $1.14 backwards, okay? This movie was speaking to me, and I knew it from the opening scene. And it all came together as soon as I saw none other than Mr. Jared Leto. I knew something was going on, okay? Now listen, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the ending of this movie was not what it appeared, okay? Jared Leto, when he came in, and he said to... To the murderer, Brittany, Brianna, whoever, I want to help, he was being serious. He actually meant that, okay? She didn't think he meant it, but no. Jared Leto. Now, I'm not talking about the character he was playing. Jared Leto meant that. Now, I don't know if you're aware, but Jared Leto is Mr. Nobody, okay? Now, when Jared Leto became Mr. Nobody, he learned time travel, okay? Very clear if anybody's seen the movie. All right, this man understands the possibilities and learned how to travel through them. It is at that point that Jared Leto took a little detour to the movie Face Off. Okay, now if you're actually in the know, Jared Leto is Nicolas Cage in Face Off. How do you know that Jared Leto can become Nicolas Cage in Face Off? Well, have you seen House of Gucky? house of gucci there is no way there is no way
2: you can hear him flicking through the pages he's got like four or five pages type written out
0: No, it's just one page but i've got it up in front of me okay so listen in house of gucci nobody can determine that that's jared leto in that movie unless you know but the world has agreed that that's jared leto Just like in Face-Off, okay? In Face-Off, Jared Leto learns how to disguise himself and be a shapeshifter. At which point, he travels to none other than Mr. Robot. In which case, he learns how to take over the world and take down society. Okay, that's my spiel.
2: All right, so that's you know uh, that's a whole lot of movies that I have never given the time of day to, so I'm sure there's some sort of logical connection there. What I was where I really thought you were going with this was when, when you were saying maybe there's something prophetic about the way Nikki has been emailing the Cinemodities emails all the, for all this time over a couple years. I thought you were sort of saying that like something's going to happen because we followed through with the request. You know, like like something might happen because we're actually going to release this episode on Nikki's birthday about Urban Legend.
0: Hmm. See? Maybe that's where it needs to go, Chris. That's the missing piece. I couldn't put it together. I needed you.
2: Do you think Nikki's a dangerous person?
0: I think Nikki's trying to tell us something with this movie. And I'm just trying to piece it together. I think she's trying to key us into who jared leto really is i
2: i don't personally i i personally i'm not i'm not too worried about um some sort of strange occurrence uh happening because we decided to to uh talk about urban legend on nikki's birthday i think nikki's a pretty safe person i think hopefully she enjoys uh this episode because it is exactly what she asked for no exceptions um uh justin do you, like is there anything uh sort of wrapping up a little bit is there anything you, you want to say about this movie like d- d- do you feel like it is it is it is being appreciated in its, in its sort of current the way it's sort of currently sitting in in our popular culture like does it is there is there an audience lingering here how do you feel about it sort of retrospectively
0: yeah so i think that this movie does not get the credit it deserves And I think people should give it more attention. All the garbage media people are watching, they should work it into the rotation. I think a lot of people would have a good time with it. They'd learn a lot from it. I think in odd ways, it's very relevant to today. And in other ways, it's also incredibly nostalgic. So I think it'd be interesting to know what pop culture and people today in general kind of think about this film. You know, What do people think when they see... It's my phone line too. Just kind of things like that are, are a lot of fun. So, I I really enjoyed this movie way more than I thought I was going to. I'm glad I watched it. It was a lot of fun.
2: So, you you said earlier that this is like one of the first movies you actually sat through the entire movie and paid attention to it. And I mean, you you said you were talking the whole time, but you gave this as a, like a shining example of something you were actually watching the entire movie, which I the yes, baseline just... of which is talking the whole time. So is 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 that real? And like, what does that like, what, like, what does that say about your sort of cultural intake as a person? This is very fascinating <laughs> to me because this is like, this is like some really, this is, you know, this, like I said earlier, this movie exists because of Scream. So I think we need to figure out what you found so compelling about it. Like, because this could be the key to unlocking something in the, in, in the masses of the entire world. Like this could be a very fascinating point.
0: Oh my God. Okay. All right. All right Let Justin, me so try gonna, and a- yeah, answer me, this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, genuinely. <clears throat> oh,
2: like, oh, what, what, just what was grabbing you? Like, what, what's special about this?
0: Okay. Yeah. And this is, this is like an interesting psychological question that I'll try to answer, but I, I don't know how much I can because I don't know. Maybe, maybe you being on the outside, you can gain some insight that I can't. But when it comes to movies today, I find. A lot of the plot's not engaging. I'm not curious to know what happens. The characters to me are just boring and lame. There's no interest. Like, I notoriously love time travel movies, okay? So, time travel movies engage me because they engage me from, like, a a conceptual standpoint. You know, I, I like thinking about time travel and all the paradoxes and stuff like that. I just don't get engaged by a lot of films that I've watched recently. And I'm, again, I'm putting this out there as anecdotal. Okay. I'm not going to be like, look, I'm passing judgment on the current state of media because I I'm agree. No, I am. Yeah. I am.
2: Yeah. It is terrible. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but no, the, the, it's so it's very, you said something very critical there, which is that you, you this, this stood out to you in contrast to contemporary media. Well, right. it's from 1998, which is, as we all know, prior to the peak of Western civilization in 2011, so it's good. It's
0: good. What do you I, mean? It's.
2: Good? I mean, it's good because it came out before 2011. So, mm. um, so the, and you know the the and what's telling about that is that even something that only exists to cash in on the popularity of, uh, scream. Is better than what you're getting these days right so like imagine if you imagine if you could could muster the will to actually delve into the the actual classics of of the period you know of the genre you know the stuff you haven't the stuff you haven't bothered to watch because because it just seems old to you or something i think ben notoriously made comments on a previous oh ben doesn't some guy named ben who doesn't exist in the past made comments about being worried that a film would feel old and he wouldn't enjoy it because it feels old Mm. like imagine if you could get i i i i have a feeling you suffer from the same uh the same problem and imagine if you could just get over it this is a taste this is a this is a teaspoon of 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 the actual rich film history of your country that you could tap into if you could get over that feeling
0: There's like a a rich history that I haven't gotten a chance to experience because I've been bombarded by shit.
2: Life-changing.
0: Oh my god. Because, again, this movie hit me because, like I said, from the start, I expected hard fall and pacing. I expected it to be boring. I didn't expect them to keep it going in any interesting way. And every time, they were like, no. We're going to introduce a new suspect. We're going to do something new. If you got stuff like that, where it doesn't turn out and just hit a, you know, hour and a half lull because they need to make the new Batman movie three hours or something like that, you know, Hey, I'm all about it.
2: Yeah, no, that's, you know what? That's it's a, it's something I've been like sort of toying around with the idea because there's plenty of people these days like yourself who are, who are, you know, currently adults, but like they just missed every good movie that ever came out so they're impressed by stuff like urban legend and like you're you know you're a good test case hey so. i've
0: seen some i've seen some good movies i haven't missed all of them
2: all right so you know let's let's I've okay i've got a, I've got a friend it. whose you name
0: starts with r that forces me to watch movies all right you said you said
2: it you know so you said it so what are your what do you know Let's like so let's just focus on this no. sort of let's just focus on this sort of slasher genre like you know w- w- what are some that you yeah, like yeah. that are older than this
0: oh shit older than this I was yeah about to think, i was about to say the most recent movies that engaged me like this were going to be like uncut gems knives out those type of ones because again pacing is good suspense is good and they engage you start to finish but older movies
2: so it you know i just think it's really fascinating that this movie stood out to you and i think it says something sort of because you you are self-professedly said that you you have a real hard time you know attention spans these days being what they are and all you have a real hard time sitting i got a
0: good attention span
2: um uh so you know i feel like
0: you're judging me here no i'm not no no, justin like hasn't seen a movie no
2: no. this man
0: can't pay attention to algebra
2: it's not you think it's, I don't
0: know algebra. Don't No, you?
2: It, check it out though. It's not it's not it's not actually that. But what I think it, w- it would be fascinating is exposing somebody like you to stuff that to stuff that's like like this, like on speed with like actual thought behind the writing and just hearing someone who can actually articulate the late themselves as an adult experience that type of stuff for the first time i think would make for some good content and okay. you know since you're since you're the primary host of cinemodities i think you should probably delve into some of that in the future that's all i was getting at with this because i think you know as because i'm a because i'm a guest uh, a guest host on your show cinemodities um I, I like as since i'm not a listener i'm actually allowed to make recommendations that get listened to and followed and i don't have to like send 40 emails I can like I can you know I can slide things across the desk it would be great to sort of get your reaction to some of the more critically acclaimed stuff of the genre as a first-time viewer as an adult because that's just a perspective that we don't hear about some of our most cherished content these days but anyway I think that this film was the, the fact that it resonated with you so much just I would I would love for you to experience some of the genre stuff that's actually good that that uh <laughs> yeah that'd be it'd be a great conversation so i
0: appreciate that I so um
2: yeah and yeah so we, maybe maybe and since the, you, the
0: podcast the pot my podcast chris yeah my podcast really appreciates your feedback on that one you know that's what we thrive is to just have genuine thought And opinions on our content so that sort of take is is invaluable
2: so i'm glad you enjoyed that feedback i want to take a second to congratulate nikki because because i really really have tried to just just tell the cinemodities hosts like justin what they should watch for for i think even longer than nikki and i haven't succeeded yet so, we can be
0: very stubborn, you know. When people yeah. tell us things, we like to just tell them to go fuck themselves, usually. But yeah, I've experienced you that firsthand. And Nikki are like, you're really breaking through our walls here. You know, you're 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 cutting through the walls we've put up.
2: Yeah. So I just want like I just want to say big congratulations to her. Happy birthday, Nikki! You finally got exactly what you were asking for for literally years to the T. So. Happy birthday. Congratulations. With all that being said, let's get to our questions. LaShawn, what do you think about this movie? Is is it a cinemodity or a late night movie?
1: I would say that this one is a late night movie. It's, It's still got that 90s charm. And even though I'm the odd one out that doesn't love this genre and everything that this movie is, I will say that over a good drink, some popcorn, this could be pretty hilarious to just enjoy, have a laugh and remember what the good times were kind of, they're easy, no technology. And you just sat back and enjoyed craziness. So I'd say that. (laughs) So, so, so let's get, let's get, let's quantify this. Is
2: that a, is that a yes or no to cinema
1: Oh yeah. Duh. (laughs) It's a yes. I always, I always take this question the wrong way. Like every single like episode that I do, but I would say it is a yes to a, Yes to late night, no to cinema Okay, so so <laughs> so
2: yeah, I think so. So you're saying if you're saying uh, if you're 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 watching you're watching this movie with a friend who you would like to still like you after the viewing experience, you're gonna pick. This is not a bad pick if you don't want to hinder a relationship. Exactly. Gotcha. So that's the yes to a late night and no to a cinema because it's not actually good. Okay. <laughs> Justin, how about you? Is this, would you call this, would you call Urban Legend from 1998 a cinemodity and or a late night movie?
0: Okay, so first things first, (laughs) cinemodity, resounding yes, okay? What is odd? Abnormal. What is abnormal? A good movie that's engaging. So therefore, this fits the definition to a T. Go watch this shit. Go enjoy it for whatever reason you can find to enjoy it. Take a trip down memory lane, and it's going to be different than probably anything you've seen recently. So for that, it should be odd. Okay? Um, for late-night movies, well, who watches movies when the sun's up? Am I right or am I right? All movies are late-night movies.
2: All right. So I, I sort of tipped my hand earl- earlier when LaShawn was answering that, uh, you know, I don't think this movie is good. So I would say that's a no to a cinema I, I can understand. I understand why you think it's good, Justin. And, you, and I completely forgive you for your beliefs. It's just it's just it's like it's a taste of a of a genre that has just done so much more and it did all of it. Years before this movie came out, so like you know, this is just you. you, It's it's just the tip of the iceberg, and you're never gonna see the rest of the iceberg because we, from what we've learned about you in this episode, you're never gonna see the rest of the iceberg. But I would love for you to see (laughs) three percent of the rest of the iceberg because it's good stuff. So I fall asleep when I'm watching icebergs. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, especially Titanic. That's a really boring movie, right?
0: I like the song
2: all right that's real interesting justin um (laughs) okay (laughs) okay so 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 yeah like like i was like i was saying you know it's that's um i will call it a late night movie because if you have the right company they might be able to get something out of this experience if you're sort of coordinating the experience with the goal of entertaining a specific person but but i will never again watch this movie for my own enjoyment i don't think um that's fair i probably won't either yeah well you definitely won't give it just that's just a numbers game right but um exactly yeah you get it yeah but um so did you did you did you happen to think of any any snacks any themed urban legend snacks justin okay so
0: i'm imagining I, I went with the second most obvious snack. I almost went with the first most obvious, and I expected Lashawn to take this one, but he didn't. So I'm going for it: a fondue shaped like a volcano that, instead of chocolate or cheese, erupts jizz.
2: Yeah, I I like I can barely respond to that, but um, but so like it's it's just you know like. Justin would you would you care to elaborate at all cuz I don't know if I watched the same movie as you after that comment.
0: Did you not hear stay away from the volcano when it erupts? That was believe it or not an analogy to a penis.
1: Oh, all right, the okay. The
0: eruption. <laughs> hey, the eruption. We all know what it is.
2: Oh yeah, you're te- you're technically right. I you know, I I do like everybody loves you know it's the reason um it's the reason people like sushi and like and really red meat you know everybody likes a little bit of danger at a restaurant and you're providing some danger with that with that product you know like you're really making people roll the dice to engage with that particular snack item at the cinemotides restaurant so we like to fuck with our customers yeah. So no, but I mean, you know, you know, that's a, you know, people like uh, there's something there's something that people clearly enjoy about about high class dining and things that are undercooked and possibly carrying pathogens. So um, I think your <laughs> your snack is uh is a is an interesting choice. I mean,
0: people eat head cheese.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So so I like I I took it in a little more a little more di- like um, direct film reference perspective. I think we should. <clears throat> I think we should uh you know contract out like a candy company to design you know how the guy br- pretended to die from the pop rocks and soda at the beginning I think we should contract yeah. out something Did you something. think
0: he actually died? No. The, when you were watching it the first time I thought I was like GG he's dead and my well, brother was laughing at me.
2: That's a good point because we don't at that stage we don't know the we don't know the tone of the film maybe he was actually right. dead right? No, no, but uh, but I think you've you've probably seen videos of of Mentos and Coca Cola, right? How it actually does erupt and it's like crazy yeah. and it will like shoot out ten feet in the air. We need to like sort of develop a like a capsule that that keeps those two things separate, so you can so you can eat it and then it will get volatile inside your stomach and cause a horrible reaction. That's something oh. we could make, and that would be real, and that would be that'd be a fun time at the Cinemodies restaurant.
0: What if we just uh t- call them Pop Rocks and and people think they're playing out the urban legend Pop Rocks and Soda
2: but they actually die. You know what? I don't think they'd <laughs> even die. I think this is the tamest like no, we'll, we'll restaurant it so it menu them. item ever because like no, it would be a-
0: oh we don't want them to.
2: Die. Oh, but it'd be awful. It'd be it'd be an awful <laughs> experience, but I I don't think it's actually that as da- as dangerous as the the urban legend of pop rocks and coca-cola but it would be thoroughly unpleasant and it would make okay. you wonder why you're sort of subjecting yourself to this experience which that's i think that's a, an important part of the part of the goal there
0: you think people are ever going to try it twice
2: you know the, it takes all kinds out there people are into a lot of freaky stuff
0: like a brenda you think brenda would try it twice
2: yeah, I think she'd like you know that's sort of like um, she probably did that to uh, to like sort of like edge herself up towards the killings and stuff like that, you know. Um,
0: hey, LaShawn, So usually here on Cinemodities, at the end, we like to go through and everyone makes a suggestion for our restaurant, the Cinna Restaurant.
2: We're Justin. We're already Why don't talking, you, Justin, LeSean, Go ahead, <laughs> Justin. Yeah, we're already ta- we're already talking about it. So just ask him more directly. Shit. All right.
0: Lashawn, do you have any recommendations for the Cinemodities restaurant menu?
1: So interestingly enough, we were talking about earlier like urban legends. So I did some research and I was like, let's see what like urban legends that I don't know anything about. One that I discovered were that graham crackers are were created to curb your sexual appetite. And since this movie is a very horny film, I figured graham crackers make the most sense. And... You know, dry, bland food is supposed to do the opposite of, I guess, very erotic food. So we need graham crackers on the menu, obviously.
0: (laughs) If you would like to spend more money on Cinemodities, because, I mean, if you're on Spotify, you're not really spending money just on Cinemodities. Then you can support us directly over at Patreon.com slash Cinemodities. Check us out
2: um justin would you like to uh like uh, get uh, help us sort of close out and tell us where the listeners can get some more cinemodities content and you already did and um what else am i supposed to do what do you say email
0: gmail and reddit so you might be one of the spiritual type and if you are and you happen to believe in past lives well lucky for you, we have just the app. It's called Life Counter. If you'd like to download it and answer our short questionnaire, once we get all of your teleometric data, we will be able to tell you exactly how many past lives you had. Download Life Counter today. Check us out at Reddit on reddit.com slash R and email us slash r slash (laughs) cinemodities and and feel free to go ahead and email us at cinemodities at gmail.com
1: so if you guys want to see more of me be sure to check over if you guys want to see more of me just head over to youtube lj's garage and i talk about cars and cars and cars so you can find me there
2: all right. So we always end the show uh, by playing some music backwards. It's, you know, it's a long held tradition that Justin has maintained for years at this point. And um, I would and I think that, you know, the most obvious, the most obvious song for me would be, and, and, you know, it appeared it appeared as ambient uh, in universe music in the movie. And I, that's the the Dawson's Creek theme. So I think that's what we're going to listen to on the way out.
1: The is and all my
0: and you